Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome back to Perpetual Traffic. All righty, baby, let's do this. Today, we're going to be going through a a three-step process on how to reverse engineer your perfect audience. You ready to do this or what? Cool. Let's get into it. So today is all about audiences, Facebook audiences, in general, Facebook ad audiences. And we're going to be going through really how to reverse engineer your specific situation to come out with your perfect audience. Three-step process. And let's get right into it. So the first thing that when, let's say Ralph or I, or one of our eight team members or Molly or anybody has a new campaign, a new offer, a new product, or a new client comes to us, right? What's the first thing that we do typically when we start to kind of devise a game plan for the overall campaign in general? It's really a three-step process. Step one is you want to figure out what's the end goal. What is your specific goal for your specific situation? Then once you really understand that, you're going to take inventory of the assets that you have. What do you have that you can give Facebook the right data so they can go out and find the right audience for your ads, then you're just going to create your core audiences, your core custom audiences, and and some of your core lookalike audiences. And really the theme for this episode is simplify. And we're going to be having a conversation, Ralph, Molly, and I, kind of like we would if we're getting ready to plan a, a big campaign. And every campaign is not exactly the same. The key here is to understand the high level algorithm and your end goal and the assets that you have. And then just start out, start out with maybe 10 core audiences and then build from there. You're going to get some momentum, you're going to get data, and it's going to be easy to start adding in complexity. Promise you. One of the biggest mistakes that we see people making every single day is trying to get too complex, trying to exclude too many audiences and trying to have this super ninja funnel where you're including people, excluding people. And it actually, in some cases, will give you worse results and then also send you into the overwhelm situation where you're kind of frozen and you don't know where to start. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, Keith. I think people just get so stuck in the weeds of like all these exclusions and the website custom audiences and retargeting and everything else and all these Facebook Messenger and all these new badass features that are coming out when you really just have to simplify it. Just think about these three things and reverse engineer what your end goal is. And if you just simplify and think about what you want to do on Facebook, as opposed to just all the ninja tactics that you can deploy, you're going to end up getting better results. You really are. And that's what this whole show is about. It's just simplifying things. 
So Ralph, number one, what's the first thing that we do? Sure. I mean, we do this all the time because we're launching new campaigns and new industries every single week. So you know, we're starting from scratch. So I always sort of bring the team back to the first thing, which is I, I always sort of have, you know, Ryan's sort of voice in my head, you know, start with your offer and then reverse engineer from there. And I think that is the most important thing. It's like, think about what your goal is. What do you want these people to do? What action do you want them to take ultimately? Not necessarily just, you know, watch a video or or read a blog post, but what do you want them to really do? So if it's the goal is to buy a digital product that's in the, let's say it's in the guitar niche. I, I love this niche but because it's personal, but also it's very <laughs> cool. But, you know, somebody who is interested in buying that digital product and that digital product teaches them how to play guitar, uh, you know, who is that person? And And start with that, goal in mind. And that's the most important thing that you can do whenever you're launching any sort of campaign. What action do I want this person to take? And who is this person? And what do they look like? You know, this is, we've done a lot on uh, customer avatars in the past here on the show. So you figure out what your goal is. So, you know, who is this person who you want to take this action? And also what is the goal? So if the goal is to purchase a product, you know, the big thing for us is then to say, okay, well, now that we know the goal is to purchase that specific product, let's say it's a digital product on how to, how to play guitar, what assets does the customer have or what assets do you have as a Facebook advertiser that would help you achieve that goal? Meaning that, for example, uh, and we can you know discuss this sort of ad nauseum here, I think, but really at the end of the day, you want to think about, all right, if they're a purchaser of my product, do I have a buyer list of any other product or maybe this particular product? So in the case of the guitar niche, like let's say we're launching a brand new campaign for a new product that we're going to show to the Facebook audience. If it's related to another product, maybe we get all the buyers for those specific products together in a custom audience and then upload those into Facebook. And then we'll create a lookalike audience off those buyers. So in that step, you're, you're taking inventory of what you have. So that's really step two is figure out Okay, if I want to create a buyer, if my end goal is to create a buyer for this product, what inventory or what assets do I have that are related to that end goal? So in this particular case, take inventory of what you have. Do you have a buyer list for other products or this product? And those are probably your best potential audiences because they're exactly mimic the type of person that you're going to be targeting on Facebook or in any of your online advertising. So that list, let's say it's a thousand people that have bought your products before. Those are the people that you want to attract with this new campaign, right? So if you have a list of them, now that is an inventory asset that you can then create a lookalike audience off. So like that first thing is figure out what your goal is, your end goal. And then secondly, take stock of whatever inventory you have. If it's a customer list, if it's a lead list and work from there. And then from that point in time, you can start to kind of craft what audiences you want to create in step three in order to target that individual avatar for that specific action. Yeah. So just to give an example, um, really using, you know, step one of what's the end goal, step two, take inventory. 
So when we're going to sell tickets for Traffic and Conversion Summit that we talked about earlier in the episode, that's the end goal. The end goal is to, to sell tickets. But I'm also realizing that it's going to be difficult to sell tickets to a live event to cold audiences, to people that don't know our brand, right? That's pretty far down the customer journey. So I start to take inventory. What do I already have in terms of data that I can use? And this usually goes a few ways for us. Of course, it's uploading, you know, data custom audiences of people who have attended the event in the past so that we can target them and we can invite them back to the event. It's also uploading our email list and people who have bought other products because they are further down the customer journey. So they are more likely to attend the event. But if I did want to go out to a bit of colder traffic, I could also use those custom audiences, the data that I had just uploaded, and I could create lookalike audiences to reach people that are most like the people who have already attended the events. That's a very different process from when we're launching a new lead magnet, where the goal is to generate leads and generate awareness to people who don't really know Digital Marketer. So then I'm starting to take inventory of, have we ever run this lead magnet before, right? Do I have any data that I can use around, you know, even this topic to run ads? And that's where I'm usually going to use, you know, interest or target, you know, different behaviors to really reach out to cold audiences. So I think the big mistake that people usually make is they see all of these fancy you know, targeting options inside of Facebook. And they overcomplicate the process because they lose sight of number one, right? What's the end goal? Well, if I'm selling tickets to an event and I've held this event in the past, I have, you know, people, I, I have people I can target to come again, right? So starting there before you take it out to cold traffic, right? And then also using the data that you do have, whether you're creating custom audiences of, you know, people who have read your blog or a thank you page, you know, we have so much data now, thanks to the Facebook pixel and being able to upload these different data custom audiences. Yeah, every situation is completely different. So sometimes like in, in my case, we create a lot of video ads, right? Some clients, that's their specialty. Uh, their brand does a lot of video. Some clients, they don't. They don't do any video. So we take a look at the situation. And now inside Facebook, they're continually increasing the options that we have to target engaged audiences, right? They understand people need to see your ads and your messaging multiple times. So Facebook has quite a few custom audiences that you can now create. And if you go into your ads manager, You'll go under your business manager and your power editor. You, you can find the audiences section uh, a bunch of different ways. But basically, you can go and you can create a custom audience. And Facebook will let you create video view custom audiences. So I can create a warm custom audience based off people who have watched at least three seconds of any video, at least 10 seconds of any video, at least 25% or more, 50%, 75% even 95% of any video. But I'm not going to go out and try to like figure out what's the exact perfect one for my campaign. No, I look at my situation. Okay, we're running a six-minute video ad. 
let's focus on people who have watched uh, at least 10 seconds or 25%. And let's just create those. Okay, let's create 10 second custom audience, 25% custom audience. And uh, that alone, you know, that's a minute and a half. They've watched a minute and a half. And so I'm not going to worry too much about the 50% and up in my situation. You know, maybe we have a client that's doing a 25 second video. All right, well, let's create the 10 second custom audience and the 75% viewed. That's like 19 seconds or something like that. And so we've got some of those created, but also Facebook has things like lead ads. So if you're running lead ads, you can create that warm list of people who have opened or completed a form in your lead ads on Facebook. Uh, Same with Canvas ads. You can create a list of people who have opened your Canvas on Facebook. And Facebook now has the custom audience where you can create a list of people who have interacted with your page or inside messenger on your Facebook page, which is huge. So you can create these warm audiences of people, anybody who have visited your page, who have engaged on any post or ad, people who have clicked any call to action, people who have sent a message to your page, people who have saved your page or any post. But I just listed out five options of page engage audiences. And and we simplify this. We do not overcomplicate it. I would just start with number one, anybody who has visited my page. Maybe start with that one. You know, maybe you want to go one level deeper, uh, people who have engaged with any post or ad and you create that. You don't need to go too far down, I don't think, because in general, the more people you can put on these warm lists, the better. Okay. And so maybe you create one or two of those page engaged audiences. And then, you know, you're kind of ready to go. And now it's thinking about, okay, well, let's say maybe I have a business where I am going to be creating video ads. Uh, I've got a, I sell, say, pet supplies. I've got an e-commerce store, but we only have about 100 customers. We've got about 100 customers and maybe we've got, you know, 2,000 people on our email newsletter. So in that case, I'm going to think about, well, let's see here. What would be a good audience that I could create? that we can tell Facebook to create a lookalike audience, right? A lookalike audience is a a cold audience where Facebook is taking the characteristics, the behaviors, the interests that your specific audience, whether it's page engaged people, whether it's video views, whether it's those hundred customers, okay, now they're going to create an entirely new, unique, cold audience based off those behaviors and interests. But the thing is, is the more you can kind of understand this algorithm in general, the better. And and the two things that I always go back to most is that Facebook needs a lot of data. So number one, the more data that Facebook has, the better. And then the other thing is that, of course, the higher quality that is. So for example, what would you rather create if if you had a thousand customers and then you had a thousand subscribers, you know, which one would be the best lookalike audience to create that cold audience out of. Yeah. Customers. Absolutely. Yeah. Customers. Exactly. Because those, we want buyers where we want people that look similar to our buyers, not people that just opt in or just visit our page. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean, no one commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and persuasion. I swear 
you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Now, what if I had a different situation? Let's say that I had 100 customers and I had 10,000 subscribers. Which one would you guess might be the best kind of lookalike audience out of those two? Well, the subscribers, because... I would definitely create the, you know, the audience off the larger list. So the larger the list that's related to your end result definitely is what you want to choose. Yeah. And it's always a fine line. You never know. It's like, that's why you test it. Sure. You create both sure. of them and then see what happens as you start to generate more customers. You know, that customer lookalike audience initially might've started out not performing very well, but as you start to run your campaigns every day, even if you're spending just 10 bucks a day total, you're going to be starting to generate more leads and more customers and you're going to be Facebook will start to optimize and, and have more data to work with. So you want to just kind of create those main core custom audiences based on your specific situation. So we might create, maybe we create a customer lookalike. Maybe we create an all contacts, like all of my contacts, both subscribers and customers, just to give Facebook even more data. And then maybe we create a 25% video view lookalike and a 10 second video view lookalike. And we don't worry about all the rest right now. That's it. Maybe we create another one based off of people who have engaged on our Facebook page at all. Maybe you're running a messenger ad. And so of course you're going to be focusing on people who have sent a message to your page because you're running Facebook messenger ads, which is going to be engineering that process and asking people to send a message to your page. So you're going to be building up that list. Bringing it back to like, what are your assets? Like in your case, you're talking about building a, a custom audience, you know, taking a custom audience for video views. Like if you have run video in the past, that's related to your end result. Like, so let's say, you know, you want to sell dog food. If you've been running educational videos on, you know, the best way to 
to feed your dog, you know, with organic dog food or something specific to your end result. You want them to buy dog food as your end result. So if you have videos that are instructive or related to that end result, those would be great videos to say, all right, I'm going to bunch these together and create, like Keith said, maybe, you know, a 10 second video view or a 25% video view. Because if you do 95%, you're not going to get as many people and it might not be as powerful. So it, it's right. really, it's a matter of just sort of taking stock of your inventory. What have you already done previous to running this ad that you can now leverage to attract that ideal customer? So like in Molly's situation, uh, with this new campaign, they'd probably, they don't have a list. They don't have customers or subscribers. So they're going to start with the interest audiences. They're going to go in and, and probably target people that might have a, a behavior based on fundraising and charitable donations and, and those types of things, or maybe people that are really into football and also are into charitable organizations. You're just thinking about all that different target audience. And we'll link in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 87. Um, back to some earlier episodes where Molly really went deep into target audience research. But today we're talking about how to think about it and what assets you have. So there's a Facebook page called Team Jeffrey. So they might create a page engagement custom audience. And that page engagement custom audience is going to be people who have visited your page. I would start there. And then that's going to give you the most data. And then guess what? After you start running your ads for a few days, you're going to have a lookalike audience based off people who have visited your page as well. Or maybe you create a lookalike audience as well based off people who have engaged with any post or ad. And as you build up though that data, and maybe after 150 or 200 people have engaged, you start to have a little bit and that lookalike audience will start to start dialing in their targeting. And it might not be that good. You might not be your lookalike audience based off people who have engaged with any post or ad might suck right away. You might need to spend $500 before it starts to actually work. You know, if you're someone like when we were interviewing Michael Stelzner, right? And he was talking about social media examiner and how they get a lot of organic traffic. So say, for example, you're wondering, what do I do? I have a bunch of traffic organically from SEO, but I'm not quite sure what to do with it. Using that option to create an audience of the 5% of people who spend the most time on your website and then creating a lookalike audience off of those people is very smart. It's a great asset to use if you are someone who has a bunch of traffic, but you're wanting to reach you know, more of a colder audience. So I've been using that a lot at Digital Marketer to target people with you know, website conversion campaigns to generate leads. And I'm just creating lookalike audiences off of the people who spend the 5% you know, most amount of time on our blog. So Facebook's added all of these new features that basically lets us leverage almost any online following that we have, you know, whether it's something on Facebook or whether we're uploading data um, from an email list or, you know, phone numbers that we have, maybe we're a local business. So, you know, I really think the most important part of this is not only figuring out what the goal of your campaign is, which that should always determine, you know, what audiences you're going to use and who you're going to target, 
but also leveraging what you have. Even if you don't have a bunch of website visitors or you don't have a big email list, you probably have something. It's a great starting point so that you're not you know, starting from scratch. Typically what we do is we'll look at every campaign kind of as a, a group of these kind of four main audiences. All right. And these four main audiences are you've got two kind of core audiences that are warm audiences. And one is, boom, you're going to start with your fans and you're going to be targeting your fans. Maybe you're excluding people that have opted in. And then the second one is warm audiences. So any warm audience that we have, maybe it's all website visitors. Maybe it's anybody who has watched at least 10 seconds or 25% or, or more of any video. People who have been to the website. Maybe we're not going super deep in this case. We're just anybody that's been to the website. So any warm audience we have, we usually lump those all into one big audience. It gives Facebook a bigger audience to work with so they can do their thing. Their algorithm typically will work better the bigger the audience they have. So they have more time throughout that 24-hour period to go out and find the, the best of the best within that audience. And you can't really combine your fans and your warm audiences because Facebook will require them to be a fan and have visited your site or and have watched a video. So fans are the one warm audience. The second one is all your other warm audiences. Maybe they're your, your email lists, your customer lists that haven't bought that specific offer, whatever it is, all those together. Keep it simple. So the third kind of group is our cold audiences now, and, and these are our lookalike audiences. So I might start with my 1% lookalike audience of all my contacts. All right, let's say I have a thousand customers and 10,000 subscribers. Starting out, I'm gonna keep it simple, give Facebook as much data they have, and I just might go, boom, all contacts. Or I might be an e-commerce company and I've got 10,000 customers and I've only got like 13,000 subscribers, like just a few more. So I'm just going to go, let's use our customers only. I'm going to create a 1% lookalike out of all my customers. Okay. So now I've got one warm audience fans, another warm audience, which is all people that have engaged anywhere in my world. And then my third audience is my 1% lookalike of 10,000 customers, or maybe it's all contacts. Okay. And then maybe my fourth audience is interests. So now we're going to go in and find, you know, what's, We've done our research and we, we, we found that uh, it's going to be people that like Petco or these different audiences, or maybe it's they're in B2B and, and it's my world and, and digital marketer or Frank Kern or somebody like that. So I might go out and find and let's start with those those top six or seven or eight interests and, and go from there. So we've got our kind of interest audiences that are cold. We've got our lookalike audiences that are cold. And then we've got our two warm audiences. Boom. We've got our foundation there. And now we can launch our campaign and we can start to add more. We can start to test different lookalike audiences. Let's get some momentum. Let's get some data in there and uh, let's keep it simple and then start to add more complexity as we get some momentum. Yeah, you got to start small. I mean, don't get too complicated here. I mean, I think those audiences that you lay out right there, Keith, are, are perfect when you're just starting and all of them are relating back to that end goal because you want to create buyers for that particular product based upon the objective of your ads. I think that the theme we keep coming back to here is that you just really do have to keep it simple. And then once you when you can get complex later, but start simple and figure out those audiences, those assets that you have 
that are very much related to your end result and start with those. And then like he says, you know, create lookalike audiences off those. If it's, you know, it's engagement with your page, if it's a custom audience for a lead or a customer that you have, or if it's a video that you've done that's related to that end goal. You're really just sort of pulling things back here. You can get complex later and listen to other episodes where we get into higher levels of complexity. But this is where we start every single campaign, right at this level right here. And then we get more complicated later. So I'd suggest you do the same. So that's it. You want to keep it simple. And if you're wondering, like, ooh, should I create this custom audience? Should I create people these, you know, time on site custom audience or not. Just if you're wondering if you should, just you can always create it, create that custom audience in Facebook. And so it starts to accumulate that data. You don't have to add it to your campaign though. There's nothing wrong with creating as many custom audiences as you want, but you don't have to start targeting all of them. Keep it simple. This kind of core group that we just talked about. And that's how we, we do it every time. And just the key here to understand here is think about your specific situation. Uh, do you have a big budget or small budget? You know, how much data do you have? The more data that you can give Facebook, the better. And of course, the higher quality, the more engaged they are, the better. But if you only have three people that are super engaged that have watched 75% of your video, that's not going to do very much, right? So you're going to have to start smaller. And that, that's the key here to understand. There's no one size fits all. There really isn't. You have to take your situation, think about it, and then tap into these tools that Facebook gives us. And just start out with those first core few, get the sucker going, and then add on from there. That's it. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. So that's it for this episode. Once again, uh, hit the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. We'll have a little graphic of those four targeting groups that we talked about here and uh, any other references to previous episodes. All right. Hopefully uh, we'll see you guys soon. And uh Talk to you soon. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.